Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Peak Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the New World Order. N-W-O. And Neil Furman's secrets of WCW Nitro. No two out of three falls here on the Cruise Control Podcast. Randy Cruz. You can follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. And I'm joined by Mr. Graham Matthews from Bleacher Report. He's on Twitter at Russell Rant. Graham, my man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. As always, happy to be back here on the show to break down really nothing that happened in the week of WWE, at least in the world of WWE. But (laughs) it was another pretty newsworthy week in terms terms of the uh, roster reveal for all elite wrestling. I know I'll be watching Double or Nothing come May 25th in Las Vegas, but uh, yeah, doing well, Randy. That's right. Um, also, you, you can find this podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes, soundcloud.com slash cruise control podcast, download, rate, comment, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, Graham, we are on the road to the Royal Rumble. I know a lot of uh, AEW stuff to get out there, but we are definitely on the road to the Royal Rumble. We do the trivia, the free-for-all trivia every show at the beginning. So, obviously, there is a, a Royal Rumble theme to these questions. You went three for three last week. I'm not very happy about that. Um, you know, getting you to these, answer these questions is like stumping the Schwab, man. I, I got to get you to, to, <laughs> to miss one or two of these tonight. Hey, I mean, you have before or last. <laughs> the first time since you started up the trip for three. So it was my New Year's resolution to get at least one episode where I go three for three. And I successfully did that last week. So maybe we peaked too early in 2019. We'll see you tonight. All right, Graham, question number one for you. Again, Royal Rumble theme. Uh, here we go. Can you tell me the last Royal Rumble pay-per-view to not have the Royal Rumble match not be the main event. 2013, The Rock and John Cena, uh, The Rock and, uh, excuse me, CM Punk for the mm. WWE Championship. As I know, the Rumble match main evented 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017. Yeah, 2017 as well. And then last year was the Women's Rumble. So unless you're trying to throw in a sneak question here, mm-hmm. uh, like a, I don't know, some sort of question that would just to stump me since it wasn't the men's rumble that closed out the show. Yeah, the uh, 2013 rumble would have been the last one without a rumble main event. No, I, I think that was that was a little softball at you. You know, I, I got to I got to, you know, warm up a little bit, but that was a little softball <laughs> for you. If you say so. Randy. Uh, <laughs> um, number two. So Graham is one for one. I'm off to a bad start. Um, Shawn Michaels. Back-to-back Royal Rumble winner in 1995 and 1996. Can you tell me what cities those Rumbles were held in, 95 and 96? 96, I want to say. Um, I'm not looking either. Don't think I'm, I'm spending my time looking I it know. up on Wikipedia. I'm the type you. of person who wants to <laughs> test my own knowledge of these of these questions, by the way. So. Uh-huh. Um. I want to say San Antonio. I think that was the 97 one, though. 
because I know they had they had gone back to San Antonio for the 2017 Rumble, mm-hmm. and he didn't win that year. That was that was Steve Austin. Um, I know I'm gonna feel like an idiot after you tell me the '95 Rumble. I I do not have the slightest clue for either one, unfortunately. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, it's 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 not a major question where everybody should know the city. So I'll definitely try to find a very difficult one to show you. It's not like you have to know, but '95 was Tampa, Florida. Yeah, I would have never guessed that for sure. And you you were right. '97 was San Antonio, but '96 was Fresno, California. Also, would have never guessed that. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Um, and obviously he threw out the Bulldog in 95 and he threw out who in 96? Oh, you know Bulldog that. in 95, 96. So who did Sean throw out in 96 to win the Rumble? I mean, this ain't, this ain't an official question, but I might as well ask you right now while we're at it. Yeah, that is, yeah it is a good question, even if it's not part of the official uh, three here. Mm. I want to say, yeah, like you said, Bulldog in 95. Because that was when he lasted almost the entire time. 96? Mm, I think I got mm. him. I think I got him. You may... Who was 96? Diesel, maybe? Not Diesel. Diesel's my answer, but I think it's... I don't think it's Diesel. Damn it, yo. <laughs> it was Diesel? Yeah. Uh, okay, With, with the super kick. Yeah, that was him. Okay. Uh, I, I knew they had some sort of interaction in the match. I didn't think Diesel was the last person, though. So, okay, cool. Uh, I wish I, that was your third question because I would have gotten that one right. I think you probably got confused maybe because Diesel fought earlier in the night. I think he had uh, a championship match title? against... Yeah. I, yeah, I think against Bret, Bret Hart. Yeah. Yeah, they had that great match too. I think he was at that show. Him and Bret Hart like had really, really good chemistry. Another Survivor yeah. Series match was great. I think the Rumble match was also pretty good if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. All right, Graham, you are one for two. So the final one goes to you, and can you tell me, two-part question, can you tell me the first ever entrant into a Royal Rumble and the first ever elimination in a Royal Rumble? Absolutely not. I could not tell you that whatsoever. I know I've yeah. seen the ninety, the 1988 Rumble, but not in several years. So I can't even begin to tell you who it was that uh, All right. that the uh, first entrant was and who the first person eliminated was. That's wow. a good. That's a good footnote. Though. That's good. Uh, that's a good trivia question. So you're one for three. The first ever entrant into a Royal Rumble was Bret the Hitman Hart. Wow. Okay. Did not know that. And the first ever elimination in a Royal Rumble was Butch Reed. Would have never ever guessed <laughs> that actually. <laughs> Um, all right, one for three. We'll we'll go back at it next week. Um So we had Raw, we had SmackDown, we had AEW, a whole bunch of shit going on. Um I'm just gonna throw a couple things at you from Raw. Um Hulk Hogan made his return to Raw with the the tribute to Mean Gene. I thought the tribute was um phenomenal as always. Great great package that they show on television. Mixed reaction for Hogan. We obviously know why. Um you know, I think, you know, him and Mean Gene are synonymous. Also, Mean Gene and Macho Man and Flair. But Hogan coming out there, mixed reaction in Orlando. Um, did his tribute, did his saying. And what did you make of 
the tribute to me, Gene. What did you make of Hogan being the guy to be the one to speak up about it? Um, aside from like someone like Ric Flair, and did did you kind of feel like he got the reaction that you knew he was gonna get? Yeah, I got to agree. I enjoyed the segment. I thought it was well done. Obviously, the focus was more on Mean Gene than it was Hogan. Um, they kind of promoted it as such. They did promote that Hogan was coming back because obviously they announced that on social media to a very controversial, polarizing, I think might be the right word, a very polarizing reaction on Twitter this past weekend or last week and whatever. Um, but I thought he was a fitting person to go out there, pay tribute to Mean Gene, given their history from many, many years ago. The package itself, like you said, Randy, was excellent. I thought it was awesome, which let's be honest here. They do not do that all that often for people that are non-wrestlers. I honestly can't remember the last time they did something of that nature for a non-wrestler. Bobby Heenan got a quick graphic, maybe a video package. They didn't do anything remotely close for Bobby, he- for Bobby Heenan uh, when he passed away last year. I think it was either last year or the year before. I believe it was in 2018. And, um, yeah, they did nothing remotely close for Bobby Heenan, and he was also synonymous with WWE for many, many years. Me and Gene Morriso and his death last week got a lot, a lot of media coverage, like a lot more than I was expecting. But it was great to see. Um, Hogan's role in this segment, like I said, I thought was was good. Um, He wasn't the focus of it. It felt genuine. It felt real. It wasn't like he was out there promoting his like doing his usual shtick, right. um, like the Heaven promo talking about like Warrior and Savage and May Young and Fabulous Moolah. I thought was cool too. So I thought this was good. The mixed reaction was exactly what I thought he would receive. I honestly completely forgot until after the fact that they were in Orlando. I didn't remember that until like days later. Um, but it does make sense that he would get a better reaction in Orlando, which they probably kept that in mind too, because he's obviously from that area. He's had the he has the Hogan beat shop in Orlando, so mm. that played a factor as well. They were chanting for Hogan, I think, by the end there, or either during the beginning of the segment, at the end of the segment, they were chanting for Hogan. So I could certainly see WWE bringing him back at some point. Quite honestly, I have no problem with it. I'm not saying bring him back in a recurring role on Raw as like the GM <laughs> or something or as a manager. God, no. Let it be like as a GM or as a manager or even as a fucking in-ring competitor. Absolutely mm. not. But if you want to bring him back every now and again for stuff like this or to promote the Susan G. Komen shit, like anything along those lines, I think that's perfectly okay. Um, but I thought this was good. No complaints from me. Quite honestly, I thought it was one of the better parts of the show. I thought the show was really good in the first hour, mm-hmm. then fell off a cliff entering the second hour. But I right. thought this was uh, I thought this was all right. So uh, you don't want Hogan and Triple H in the main event of a Crown Jewel event. I don't want that, but I feel <laughs> at some point we are going to get that anyway. Because remember, Hulk Hogan did show up at Crown Jewel because the Saudi prince uh, very likely wanted him, despite yeah. the fact he's supposed to be Mr. USA. So I would not put it past him whatsoever. We also had John Cena return to Raw, you know, the, the quote-unquote Hulk Hogan of the our, our generation. Um, he also returned to SmackDown the, the week prior. So he's like going on back and forth. And he's also in the Royal Rumble. And since we are, we are on a Royal Rumble theme today, um, the likelihood, I think you mentioned earlier a couple of weeks ago that, hey, you know, Danny Bryan is still the world champion by WrestleMania. You know, having him against John Cena could be a main event 
for the SmackDown side. Um, not saying Cena wins the Rumble, but somehow Cena becomes the opponent for Daniel Bryan because we were trying to figure out who was out there to fight. Daniel Bryan and, and it, it seems like the Miz is going to be in a program with Shane and the tag titles going forward or maybe he'll you know he'll turn on Shane then you got Randy Orton we don't know we got Rey Mysterio we don't know so right now the logical could be John Cena from Smackdown side what do you take of John Cena being in the Rumble could you see him win the Rumble in, in, in 2019 would fans be upset and do you think him and him and Daniel Bryan being uh, for the title at, main of, uh, at WrestleMania could be a match that f- most fans would definitely want to see. Yeah, I think it's a good possibility we might see Brian and Cena at WrestleMania. Well, first of all, Cena entering the Rumble, I think it's a good call. They want as much star power for that match as they have in recent years, so that comes as no surprise. There was one year a few years ago where we had like Goldberg, Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker in there. Yeah. And then last year, we had John Cena. We had Randy Orton, Nakamura winning the whole thing. Roman Reigns entering into the last minute. Or no, I think he had entered his, threw his name into the hat at the last minute. So they had a bunch of star power in that match. This year is bound to be no exception. Uh, in terms of Cena winning the Rumble, no thanks. Um, the only <laughs> person that should win three Rumbles, they've had multiple people at this point win two Rumbles, which I also don't agree with, but whatever. If they want to have Cena go for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania, there's always the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view and Fastlane coming up. I don't know why we have two pay-per-views, let alone one, before WrestleMania, in between WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble, but I digress. Um, That being said, Cena and Bryan is not a bad idea, because obviously they're finishing up Bryan and AJ, and I'm surprised the feud has lasted this long, but it's been a good feud. The matches are great, so I have no complaints. They're finishing up the AJ-Bryan feud at the Rumble. They have really not many other baby faces they can go with at that in that slot against Brian at Mania. Assuming Brian retains the title at the Rumble, they could very easily, and I've heard people pitch this idea, maybe Styles gets the belt back. Otherwise, I don't know why Brian would have won the championship in the first place, but Styles could win the belt back. Um, despite the fact he held it for over a year last year, but mm-hmm. I mean, no one will really complain about AJ being WWE champion again. AJ could get the belt back and then maybe feud with a Seth Rollins or uh, a Randy Orton going into WrestleMania. I still think AJ Orton might be the WrestleMania direction they're headed in with or without the WWE championship. Um, I do think Brian should walk into WrestleMania as the WWE champion just because he's been the hottest heel in all of WWE recently, mm. more so than Ambrose or really anyone else on Raw or SmackDown. So right. I would keep the belt on him for the foreseeable future. Cena, I mean, I know it's one week, but the reaction that he got on Raw this week was pretty damn good. It seems as if the more time passes, the more people warm up to the idea of Cena being like the face that the company wants him to be. Of course. Or has always wanted him to be, really. Um, not that he's going to be main eventing every show, for the WWE Championship moving forward, but one last reign as the champion chasing number 17 to break Ric Flair's record, it was only inevitable. Why not do it now when there's a person in possession of that title that he has yet to have a real feud with? Now, I know they did feud for a cup of coffee back in 2013. Brian beat him, and they never had a rematch. This could be the rematch. Brian Cena WWE Championship match at WrestleMania is something I quite honestly would not complain about. We said for years, oh, Cena's main eventing WrestleMania year in, year out. The guy has not been in a marquee match at WrestleMania since fucking WrestleMania 29. 
WrestleMania 30, he had that mid-card match with Bray Wyatt, which was honestly no good. Mm-hmm. The Rusev match at WrestleMania 31. Right. 32, didn't even wrestle on the card. The guy came back at the show because he was hurt. Right. Didn't even wrestle. 33, got engaged to Nikki Bella before they broke up a year later. And then last year, he had a match at the last minute with the, with the Undertaker, which he got beaten in two minutes. Classic. So I, I feel like they might revisit that Taker-Cena thing, which kind of left on an... Uh, on a note where they could revisit it if they wanted to, I would honestly prefer they didn't. I would rather get Brian and Cena. People won't like the idea of Cena becoming champion again, but it would only be temporary anyway. They have the Saudi Arabia show in April, I think coming up April or May. He can drop the championship there, either back to Brian mm-hmm. or AJ or someone else on the SmackDown side. But if it's not Cena, that people are complaining about Cena being in that spot at WrestleMania. Who else is there? Really, right. no one else from SmackDown, despite how star-studded of a roster that SmackDown has. They have Jeff Hardy, that he's not a WrestleMania headliner. No. They have Rey Mysterio, but Rey Mysterio and Daniel Bryan doesn't nope. feel like a WrestleMania-worthy WWE Championship match. Mm-hmm. Um, Almas is a heel. Nope. Samoa Joe is a heel. Nope. Nakamura is a heel. That would nope. be awesome, but Nakamura is a heel. So I'm putting my money on Cena right now to take that title from Bryan to WrestleMania. Yeah, I think I think John is, is the 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 likely uh, right now to, to to be in in that spot with Daniel Bryan. You know, for a minute there, I would have said the Miz, like a, a a baby face Miz, but right now he's with, like I said earlier, with with Shane McMahon of all people in a tag title spot. I know I know that's for the Rumble, but I don't know what the Miz is gonna be doing. At Mania, it could be against Shane McMahon of all people, and, and, and not for the title against Daniel Bryan. But if, if if we do get Daniel Bryan and John Cena, I'm I'm all I'm all for it. I think what um, you know, and now I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get into these promos where Daniel Bryan with the promo at the beginning of SmackDown. I thought it was cool. I thought it was different going in the concession stands and. Smacking hot dogs out of people's hands and sodas and just talking about a whole bunch of, you know, protecting earth and, you know, living a better life and whatever the hell he was talking about. It would, But the bottom line is, you know, it was different. It, was, it felt unique. You know, you know, no more of these promos inside the ring and looking at the camera and say, you know, I'm going to come get you and all the other bullshit. I think what they did was, you know, it, 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 it fit the character of Daniel Bryan that he's portraying on TV, unlike, <clears throat> sir, unlike the promo that Braun Strowman gave the night before with Brock Lesnar and also the Sasha Banks and, and Nia Jax back and forth where I like what I, I like what Bryan did. I like the line where Sasha said, you know, you know, bitch, what line? To say, you know, Nia said, get him back in the line for the title. Mm-hmm. But then you get Braun Strowman, Graham. And I know people love Braun Strowman out there. I, I, I love him too. And a lot of us want him to be universal champion. But I I don't know what happened. I don't know if there was a delay. As you're watching Brock on one side and Braun on the other. And, you know, Brock is waiting for Braun to to. to say some words and I, it can't be a delay when you're in the same fucking building um but i <laughs> i think either braun just was trying to remember his lines or was trying to go off script right there and then and couldn't really do it and then when you hear like beastie boy and gonna get these hands it's like 
I don't know, man. Then then the fact that you pay Brock to come out there and walk around the ring, and then he leaves, and that was it. And then, my, you know, the main thing, too, Braun is calling Brock Lesnar out. Brock Lesnar comes out, and Braun Strowman stays in the ring and does nothing. So those three promos right there were good, bad, and indifferent. But let's go with, 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 with Braun real quick. What'd you make of that promo? Did did you see something was off? Did you feel like mm, this is this looks terrible? And why do you think it went that way? Yeah, I was not a fan of this segment. I don't know what the hell happened here. I've seen reports as to what may have happened. I honestly could not give two shits. All I know is that this segment sucked. <laughs> I don't know if Braun had trouble remembering his lines, yeah. or the material was just awful to begin with, or a combination of both. But this entire thing was a complete train wreck. Braun has not felt relevant in some time now. And no promo that he's cut since he's been back. Because he was on the Christmas Eve Raw, too. He was on that Christmas Eve Raw mm. with Paul Heyman. And Paul Heyman did that whole fucking nursery rhyme about Brock and Braun and the Rumble. That sucked, too. This was even worse. Because Brock was advertised to appear. And he did show up. But he did nothing. I mean, this is no... This is not... You know, groundbreaking. Brock has shown up before only to do nothing, but you would think they would have done something drastic to heat up this feud in some form or fashion. I take you back to one year ago when it was almost the exact same match. It was Brock, Braun, and Kane and a triple threat match okay. for the Universal Championship at the Royal Rumble. And the feud, despite the match being as abysmal as I expected it to be, the build was actually well done because if you can remember, and Raw didn't have many memorable moments in 2018, True. but there were various points in the build up to that pay per view where he turned over the production set and a production truck backstage. That was all within the build to the Royal Rumble when Braun was feuding with Brock. Where is that stuff now? Mm. Now he's talking about Beastie Boy and all this other dumb shit. Like, I could not care less. Mm. Where is the Braun that we kind of grew to love and kind of grew to cheer and get behind a year ago. Like that was the brawn I wanted to see become universal champion. Not whatever the hell that we saw on Monday night. The guy just felt like he was phoning it in. Maybe because he knew the line sucked. Maybe just because his heart wasn't into it. I don't know what went wrong here, but the bottom line is that this feud has been completely uneventful since it started or was originally revisited a few months ago because the crown jewel stuff was terrible um the no mercy match even going back to no mercy 2017 that sucked too braun and brock i'm sorry despite the fact it looks like they may have chemistry as opponents and people were excited for that match when it was first teased about two years ago they don't have any chemistry at all that was evident at no mercy that was evident at the royal rumble last year it was evident at crown jewel and it's going to be once again on full display at the Royal Rumble. So that was a pretty bad way to uh, bring back Brock in 2019. I cannot wait for his run to be over as Universal <laughs> Champion. But I get the feeling that he's not dropping the championship. I know it would make sense from a storyline standpoint for Brock to finally lose to Braun at the Rumble. But I feel like it's weird to have Brock regain the gold at Crown Jewel. For no real reason, only just to drop back to Braun at the Rumble. Why not just have Braun win it at Crown Jewel? So that's what I don't understand. I think Brock's winning at Rumble and then going on to WrestleMania to defend the championship there. But either way, the build of this match has sucked. And I've seen even people say that this belongs in the pre-show, and I can't disagree with them whatsoever. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine that pre-show, Brock Lesnar. Um, 
I I think that um oh man you know even with that there could be a chance that 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 Braun you know could win that match at the Rumble, but then again on the flip side you're like all right if Brock was to win, who aside from Roman Reigns can main event WrestleMania with Brock Lesnar because the big talk now is going to be. You know, maybe Ronda Becky or Ronda Becky Charlotte could be the main event. But if you're still going to have the men main event, it's going to be Brock Lesnar and somebody else. It could be Daniel Bryan and John Cena. We, you know, we never know. But I think, you know, Brock Lesnar main eventing WrestleMania is still a viable option. It just depends on who wins the Rumble or who wins the Chamber or whatever the case may be. And that's the question we have to you know, you know that's the answer we got to figure out. Is it going to be Seth Rollins? Is it going to be Drew McIntyre? Who really, who's really going to be toe to toe with Brock in the main event uh, of WrestleMania? If it ain't Braun Strowman, and if Braun wins, it'll be so, it'll be definitely something different. But then again, who's going to be in that top spot with these guys at WrestleMania? Yeah, that's the question right now. The road to WrestleMania feels kind of cloudy at the moment in terms of who's main eventing and who's going for what championship. It really all depends on who's winning the Rumble. Um, my money right now is on Seth Rollins just because I feel like he makes the most sense. Drew McIntyre is probably my second choice. But either way, the women should main event. We've been over this before, but mm. Rousey, Lynch, and or Charlotte should be the main event of that show. The men should be secondary. But that being said, like I, I had mentioned earlier in last week, I think Brock walking into WrestleMania as champion is just, is just better. I mean, I know a lot of people hate the idea of Brock being champion, me being among those people as well. Mm. But I, what do you do with Brock? Brock is a very, his character for the past two years has been very championship driven, unless he's involved in some sort of, have, you know, some sort of like ruthless rivalry with Goldberg or something. But if he's not going for the championship, like he's been, he has revolved around that championship since winning it back at WrestleMania 33. There is no reason to have him, you know, uh, move away from that championship before WrestleMania, maybe after WrestleMania, but he's going to be at WrestleMania, whether people like it or not. They paid him this much to stick around. He's obviously going to be at WrestleMania 35. I can't imagine him not being involved in that title match at WrestleMania. And it's not like he's going to drop out of the rumble and then regain the belt at like an elimination chamber. Brock is not fucking working elimination chamber. So, um, I think Brock is beating Braun and then going on to WrestleMania to either face Rollins or Drew McIntyre. Um, Lesnar on his own, like if he's not champion, what does he face? Like the fucking rock or something or <laughs> like him and Rollins or him and McIntyre straight up. And yeah, it would be good, but it doesn't make as much sense without the championship on the line to be completely honest with you. So that's where I see the road to WrestleMania ending up. I think, uh, Brock beats Braun at the rumble. And then either Rollins or McIntyre wins the Rumble match. And regardless of who they choose, whether it be the Raw champion or the SmackDown champion, I just don't see Braun factoring into those plans at all. Braun was the guy without a WrestleMania match the past two years. He was in the honor of the Giant Memorial kickoff uh, Battle Royal two years ago and to win the raw tag team title. So I don't exactly see him being a part of a marquee match at WrestleMania this year for the third consecutive year. He should be, but like Braun and Rollins or Braun and McIntyre. Yeah. They're fresh matches, but eh, are they WrestleMania worthy? Definitely not Brock and McIntyre or Brock and Rollins. 
Absolutely. So that's where I see this kind of ending up. You as a fan, would you take Brock Lesnar, John Cena at WrestleMania? Absolutely not. Um, been <laughs> there, done that. I am done with the Brock and John Cena <laughs> saga. Oh, man. All right. What about Triple H and Brock? See, and you Brock. can't even say it, Randy, because you know it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. But, yeah, ab- no thanks. I'm, I'm going to oh, pass man. on Triple H and Brock. Uh, part seven as well. Oh, man. The, best, the, best, the, the, the two best parts on Raw was Sasha telling Nia Jax, bitch, what line? And Seth Rollins knocking the coffee out of Triple H's hands where he wasn't even watching the the, the fucking match. <laughs> yeah, that was great. When he was talking to uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey and how they've been yeah. buried in the main roster since being called up a few years ago. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. that very clearly. Well, hey, at least you know Seth Rollins is not, is not going to be in the Intercontinental title picture. At least you know that. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a good thing. I'm glad they kind of closed down the Ambrose Rollins feed for right now. They can always revisit it down the road, likely at the WrestleMania. So here's what I see happening. I think Ambrose holds on to that championship for the foreseeable future. Maybe he faces Finn Balor at WrestleMania, because if it's not Finn Balor, again, who does Dean Ambrose face? He's not facing fucking Apollo Crews um, for WrestleMania, unless it's like a multi-man ladder match or something. Uh, it's probably going to be Finn Balor, they should bring who, but, who does make a lot of sense and has probably earned a run with that championship. At the same time, I wouldn't want it to be Finn Balor because they want Balor to go to SmackDown finally in the Superstar Shake-Up this year. But at any rate... Um, you know, you can have Ambrose lose the championship at WrestleMania. Rollins becomes universal champion. Can it be someone like Elias, Dean Ambrose, IC title, WrestleMania? You want to see that instead? I guess that could work, but as a match, it just doesn't excite me. They would really have to heat up Elias before then. I mean, I think he has some momentum right now. He beat Bobby Lashley two weeks in a row. But then he goes and loses to Baron Corbin clean this week on Raw. So yeah. I don't know what's going on with Elias, but Elias finally becoming champion of WrestleMania. Hey, I'd be fully behind that idea as well. Um, speaking of the Rumble and Sasha Banks earlier, we are going to get Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's title at the Royal Rumble. Uh, she defeated Nia Jax on the, on the SmackDown side. We are going to get Becky Lynch. And Oscar for the SmackDown Women's Title. Becky won a triple threat match with Carmelo and Charlotte. Uh, really, not much of a surprise to me that Becky's going to fight Oscar. I don't see her winning that belt at the Rumble. Seeing Sasha and Ronda uh, could be cool. I mean, we haven't seen that before. Um, I did not think she would get the title shot at the Rumble. So, you, uh, right now, you got Sasha, Ronda, Becky, Oscar. I would assume you have Ronda winning against Sasha, Oscar winning against Beck uh yeah, against Becky. Are you you know intrigued by any of those two matches? By both matches I am. I think both matches should be great. It's going to be a good week or a good month rather for women's wrestling because we have the UK takeover this weekend. It's Rhea Ripley the current champion versus uh, Tony Storm, that should be great. We have Sheena Baszler versus Bianca Belair that same weekend of the Rumble at TakeOver. That should be great, too. Ronda Rousey, Sasha Banks, clearly filler before WrestleMania, but it should be a great match as well. And then, obviously, as you mentioned, Asuka and Becky Lynch for the first time ever one-on-one on WWE TV. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, 
I yeah, like you said, Rousey is a clear cut winner in that month in, in that match for the Raw Women's Championship. I don't think Oscar beating Becky is as predictable as some people might think. Mm-hmm. Just because I think a lot of people imagine Becky losing to Oscar only to return later on in the night and to win the Rumble. I, yeah, that would make sense, and I would want to see that. But then, why have her face Oscar in the first place? Why beat Becky and squander her momentum? If if she could just enter the Rumble, why not have it be Carmella facing Oscar at the Rumble? Do you really need to do Oscar and Becky right now? Like, that's the weird thing. So I think it was a little a little strange. She could always still enter the Rumble, but I I don't see it happening. I think Charlotte wins the Rumble. And Becky becomes mm. champion. I think Oscar's reign is only temporary, um, just to kind of explain the fact that Ronda Rousey interfered in their match at TLC. So, I my prediction as of right now is that Becky gets the belt back from Oscar, and then okay. um, Charlotte wins the Rumble. Rousey retains, and then Charlotte has to choose has to choose between either her you know former friend that you could never beat late last year for the SmackDown Women's Championship or getting a rematch with Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. And in the end, it'll obviously end in some sort of like three-way triple threat match at WrestleMania. Um, but that's how I see it going down. What did you make of the Daniel Bryan promo? I, I, I'm not sure if you answered it. I know I know, I mentioned it. But what did you make of his um, the promo outside in the arena on SmackDown? I thought it was good. I thought it was a nice change of pace. Both Raw and SmackDown had different kind of openings for this week's show. They didn't feel overly different as McMahon's promised a few weeks ago. But I thought the starts of each show, including SmackDown with the Daniel Bryan promo, Mm. was a breath of fresh air. Bryan's heel shtick has been great to watch since he initially turned heel about a month or two ago. Um, He's been owning this shit, and he's been great to watch on the mic every single week. The material itself was along the same lines of what he's been spewing for the past few weeks. But the delivery really is what I thought was great. And the presentation of it, moreover, from him, you know, with him coming from the crowd, through the crowd, from the backstage area. We've seen this before with, like, our truth many years ago when he first turned heel. And um, Chris Jericho, I think, did it at one point on SmackDown about 10 years ago. So it was cool to see Daniel Bryan do something similar. Like I said earlier, he does, he's the hottest deal going on the main roster right now, aside from maybe Tommaso Ciampa and NXT. Beyond him, though, I think Daniel Bryan is the best deal going on Raw or SmackDown at the moment. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, hopefully he can hold on to that championship for as long as possible. Now, I don't think they were real people. I think they were actors. But let's let's say let let's put Graham Matthews in that spot. You're at WrestleMania 35, having a good time, and you want to buy something, eat and drink, and out and out comes Daniel Bryan with the, with the camera crew. He's cutting a promo, and he just knocks your fucking hot dog out your hand, knocks your soda out your hand. What do you do, Graham? What do you do? I mark out is, is exactly what I would do. I would be your typical mark, and I would be, this is amazing, do it again, um, you know, knock my other soda out of my hand, blah, 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 do it to my friend over here as well. I'd be one of those people. I'd want to. I'd be one of those, you know, um, pathetic peasants who just eats it all up and is like, please do it again. I, I, I love the fact that it was just on TV and got bullied by a WWE superstar. Really? So Met MetLife Stadium, probably eight dollars a hot dog, fifteen dollars for a souvenir cup of soda, and this pro wrestler knocks your 
your your your food and stuff out your hand, and then you're gonna look at the floor and be like, "Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit!" Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is awesome, and you know we are awesome. The whole the whole shebang. Oh man, I, I don't know, man. But I, I <laughs> if that happened to me in real life, man, I, I think I I'll just be in shock. I'd be like, hey, like did this guy really just knock my stuff out of my hand and like what do I really do and he got everybody looking at me and am I supposed to go along but I think that was again I'm pretty sure those were actors I don't think those were real like fans and I think they were I think they were put there specifically but uh I think how it played off it was, it was a really great job <clears throat> you know something different and like you mentioned they started raw smackdown uh you know both differently with the brawl with with Seth and and Bobby Lashley that led to a six-man that we had Daniel Bryan and do the whole stuff with the crowd. That led to a match with our uh, truth. But um, I think we, I think if we saw more of that, I think I think it'll be good as opposed to the regular promo backstage or um, in the ring. <clears throat> Real quick, you did mention Chris Jericho. Um, he's now going to AEW. In the last couple of weeks, it's been all about AEW on my timeline. Um, they had their rally you know, conference, whatever, um, on Tuesday um, in Jacksonville, like right next door to SmackDown, Cody, the Young Bucks, um, Jericho was there, Conrad Thompson was there, a whole bunch of people were there, and um, they announced that Double or Nothing will be on May 25th at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, Nevada. I, I think that's pretty much like all in part two, right? Pretty much, yeah, Pretty from what much. it looks like. Um, also, did you hear about some fans who were, were wearing AEW shirts uh, were, were being sent away from SmackDown? Yeah, I did see that. I thought it was bullshit at first, but I saw <laughs> some video that someone posted. So apparently it was legit, which, you know, people look for any reason to shit on WWE, but it looks like it was legit, and it doesn't surprise me. Well, first of all, if they don't want them wearing the shirt indoors – that's a little petty on WWE's part. Mm. But if they don't want them wearing an any or uh, AEW shirt in the front row of their television show, that would make sense. That I understand because they don't want to fucking promote the the uh, the rival, the competitor, the competition. Yeah. If it's right there in front of you for two hours, so that doesn't surprise me. But if you're sitting all the way up top and you're wearing an AEW shirt, who gives a shit? So yeah, I thought that was a little petty on WWE's part. Yeah, I think I also read that. You know, you know. Let's say I got in with an AEW shirt, and then they said, you know, you know, you you have to leave. And I try to buy a WWE T-shirt. They wouldn't even let me do that. that that's what I heard and read that they were, you know, beyond petty when it came to that. But I mean, it, it's not it's not even a rival. They just started up. There's, there's there's nothing going on so far. They're just signing people left and right. So I think to be that petty early in the game kind of maybe kind of shows that they could be a threat when they officially start up. Um, you know, Jericho on board there. I know he's getting up there in age and late 40s, but Jericho is still a big name that can bring other people to to that uh, company. But um, a lot of hype around AEW. I know we, I know we spoke about it uh, in great length last week, but... I think it's now it's, it's getting real. I'm not saying it's gonna be like a war, like the like the the you know back in the day. But um, 
I I think what they're doing is it's gonna take a little bit. It's gonna take um a few more big names. You know, we don't know who's gonna leave Vince to go there. Uh, I'm not I'm not even gonna speculate. But if they had a couple guys from there to go to AEW, that'll be good for them. But I think we're still a long way. I think we're still a year out. But I, I like how they did the whole conference right next door to SmackDown, uh, which I think is no coincidence. I think they knew they were going to be there. Um, I mean, and they look good, man. I, I really hope the best for them. But I think right now what they're doing is, is really a, a great a great head start. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I'm more or rather less skeptical this week than it was a week ago now knowing who they have in their roster, at least a portion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the elite guys, Kenny Omega at this point, seems to be a lock. I wouldn't complain about him going to WWE, assuming they treat him like the star that he is. I think he would follow in the footsteps if he were to come over of AJ Styles because AJ was one of the guys that we worried about, and he turned out just fine. Um, I think Kenny Omega would be along the same lines as AJ. Mm-hmm. And then that being said, too, they have Kenny Omega maybe on the way. They have Chris Jericho, and they have Pac, who I think is a real great get for them because he's one of the hottest things going in indie wrestling right now. I didn't think he would join just because, you know, he seemed content going back to Japan, doing his thing over there. He wasn't at All In. He had an offer to be at All In, but he didn't show up at All In. But apparently he's since changed his mind. Maybe it's the money. I don't know what it was, but he went back to... I think Dragon Gate when he left WWE, but apparently he's throwing that out the window and he's signing with AEW and will be a mainstay here in the States um, once again moving forward. So that's cool. But yeah, we'll see who else they add in the coming months. I'm sure Marty Skrull will soon be added to that list. Maybe people leaving WWE because it's obvious this company has money behind them. So that's really the thing. And Jericho also said in a recent interview, he would not have left WWE or not, you know, um, signed with AEW over WWE if he thought they didn't have a television deal. So they obvi- they very obviously have a television deal. I'm hearing TNT maybe. Mm. That's a big stretch. I don't know if that's happening, but oh. that would be huge if, if so. But like I said, they have a lot of money behind them. So they can really sign almost anyone they want. Maybe not WWE-level money, but I'm sure, quite honestly, if a Zack Ryder left WWE, maybe AEW would pay them more, would pay him more than WWE would. So why the fuck not leave and you know try his other options? So we'll see in, in due time. But I thought the rally went very well on Tuesday from what it looked like, and they're you know making strides in terms of getting people talking about them and getting their shows off the ground, promoting uh, Double or Nothing for Memorial Day weekend in Las Vegas in a few months. And it looks like it's going to be a real, legit promotion. I mean, we can't real say with full certainty until we see more of the details and the logistics and how many shows they run and who else they have on the roster. But right. for now, so far, so good. I think real quick, a few things. Um, the fact that, you know, don't get mad at me, but, you know, I kept hearing the word Pac, 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 and... And then I, I listen. Don't get mad, but I didn't even know that's Neville. <laughs> I thought I looked at it like, oh shit, it's Neville. Boy, they're calling Pac. Okay, so now I know who Pac is because I kept seeing, oh, they signed Pac. You know me, Grant. I'm like, you know who who the fuck is Pac? And then when I read down, oh shit, they signed Neville. Yeah, I mean that's not honestly. I wouldn't get mad at you for that because how would you know that he's named Pac because exactly. he was Pac before it came to WWE and that was in like 2012, 2013. So yeah. I don't blame you whatsoever, Randy. Um, 
that we also get, you know, also get Kenny Omega leaving New Japan up in the air, whether it's the WWE or AEW. Most say AEW. Um, but what's the what's the percentage you think Kenny Omega cannot go to AEW besides with Vince? And I'll be out of out of ten. You think it's a you know one two that he does sign with Vince, or do you think that really every major sign points to him to sign with AEW? At this point, seeing after what happened at the AEW rally. I'm going with that he's signing with AEW just because they have money behind them. They're clearly bringing in all the big names. They need someone to build around, and Kenny Omega would be that guy. I think there's a chance he goes to WWE, mm-hmm. but with the amount of money that AEW has behind it, the fact that they might have a pretty solid television deal, why the hell would he not go to AEW with his friends where he knows that he would be booked properly as opposed to WWE where it's kind of a risk? Even though I think you would be treated like a star over there, you don't know for sure. So at this point, I'm thinking AEW. I would love to see him in WWE. Don't get me wrong. As a WWE mark through and through, I do think AEW might be the more likely option. And in the end, it might be the better option. We'll soon see. But um, if I had to take a guess, gun to head right now, I would say AEW for uh, Kenny Omega. Now I I know you told me you're going to the Ring of Honor show here in New York at uh, at uh, MSG, but that does that affect Kenny Omega being a part of that show? Was he was he ever a part of it? And do you think you'll see him there, or there will be no Kenny Omega at the Garden? Yeah, I don't think we're getting Kenny Omega at the Garden, which kind of sucks because I bought my tickets assuming that we're getting like the elite guys and Kenny Omega on that show. Mm-hmm. I have yet to see Kenny Omega in person in any form or fashion, so that's disappointing. Um, but yeah, unless they work out some sort of agreement with New Japan where he can do both All Elite and New Japan, mm-hmm. I, I don't see that happening, and I don't think they will either. I think New Japan would rather with go would rather go with what's you know with what's known and what's legit and what they know is you know what they know will work that being Ring of Honor before they you know do a partnership with New Japan. So I mean, in the end, Kenny Omega could swerve us all and re-sign to New Japan, but he's already been every possible champion over there. So why bother going with New Japan? when he can explore new options, either with WWE or AEW. So um, I don't think he's going to be at that show. I'm looking forward to the show anyway, because I have yet to see Tanahashi in person and Okada and a few others. But Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, I I was looking forward to seeing a lot of names on that show from the Young Bucks to Cody to Kenny Omega to even Kushida, but they're all leaving New Japan. So that kind of sucks. Um. I did get a chance to see some of Wrestle Kingdom 13. I know Mark was hounding me to see it. I did tell him, hey, man, if I do get a chance to see it, if I get a link, I would definitely check it out. But he told me to really check out four or five matches. And yesterday I did check them out. It was the Kenny Omega Tanahashi match. I did see that uh, pretty good. I did see the Jericho Naito match for the IC title. I did see the Okada match, and I and I saw the um, the the Will Osprey match. I didn't I think that was the first one. So again, I didn't see the whole thing. I thought I thought it was pretty good. Uh, some good storytelling they had, and trying to figure out you know what was going on. But I think the best match was the Kenny Omega match. Um, 
So if you or most have not seen it, go ahead and check out Wrestle Kingdom 13. I know Mark was there live in person uh, up in Tokyo. He should, he should be back in the States sometime this weekend. So that's why he's not on right now. But did you get a chance to, to check out Wrestle Kingdom 13, Graham? I have not, Randy, unfortunately. Mark's not going to want to hear me say that, but uh, wow. not yet. Um, hopefully, at some point, I've just been busy lately, but I heard how great the show was. I saw the results. I know the top three or four matches were excellent. Um, that being Osprey and Ibushi, Naito, Jericho, Okada and White, and Tanahashi and Omega. I will get the chance at some point. I know you got the chance to watch it at this point. Um, I have not, unfortunately, but I heard the show is great, as always. Wow, I'm shocked. I saw a New Japan show before Graham. That's crazy. Yes, this is a history-making year so far, Randy, it seems like. same time last year... We we did the Wrestle Kingdom twelve preview and you and Grant, uh, you and Mark were talking a, a straight half hour without without even me saying a word. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, time seems to seem to have changed. Yeah, time changed, man. We all we all evolve. <laughs> all evolve. We're all elite here on the uh, two out of three false count podcast. So we had the Rumble coming up. Uh, thinking about another maybe two and a half weeks, so we'll see how that card shapes out. I think it's pretty much explanatory with the two Rumble matches, uh, both women's title matches. We have Braun and Brock. I'm not sure if that's a tag title match or IC title, which I doubt. But right now, I think we're pretty much almost set for the Rumble. We'll see how that goes. I know we'll do a preview show as time comes forward when we get Mark back on the show next week if... We could do the Wrestle Kingdom 13 review of that. We'll definitely do that and any updates on Omega, AEW, and we'll go from there. But, Graham, always a pleasure having you on. You're on Twitter at WrestleRant. Great job with Bleacher Report. Um, And I guess we'll be back next week, bro. Sounds good, Randy. Enjoy the time as always. Have a good one, my man. I'll talk to you next week. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. Adios. All right.